0: Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Hi,
1: dear friends. We're delivering. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I interrupted you. (laughs) We're
1: delivering. Delivery. Special delivery of package
0: two. Part two, Olivia Constance of fountain Board, and Table...
1: We have Did been not disappoint. No, we and also um, she had us to her home, oh which gosh. was a really special delivery on her part. It's gorgeous. Uh, first of all, if you looked
0: at her aesthetic on her Instagram or you've been in her shop, Imagine um, that, it, but her home, the place she lives. Right. So that was really beautiful. And then we fell in love with her pets. Yes. Particularly Mercy, the dog, the wolfhound, and the kitten, Tony, Tony the, the tiger. tiger.
1: And But listen, Rocky was also gorgeous and so sweet, so but sweet. he was just calm, so the young babies took all the attention. But in in, in true
0: Olivia fashion... We did the interview. She had like candles lit. Of she course, had wine poured. Everything was <laughs> dimmed and beautiful. And then her husband, Ryan, prepared the most yeah. delicious
1: wings. wings. He did not wing it. No. And you know what? He planned it. He made some slaw, slaw. and he slaughtered it. I'm telling you. I knew you
0: were going to say something. Yeah.
1: Slaughtered
0: it with slaw. the slaughtered. So we had a great time doing the interview. Actually, we don't even care if you like the interview because we That's had such a great time great experience.
1: We wanted to do this part two with her because we talked so much in the first interview about her work and what she does and uh, kind of the why behind it, how it started. Which is very interesting, but then guess what? She's also a mom of two children. Gorgeous. A wife, a wife homeowner, owns her own business. So we really wanted to know how she fulfilled herself and kept herself nourished and what rest kind of meant to her and we got into an unbelievable conversation about rest yes so if
0: anything I hope this conversation uh, opens you up to thinking about maybe rest in a new way and new ways of finding it It because for us it was a different definition of rest than what you would typically think so enjoy the interview with Olivia Constance part two. And yeah, we need to do a part three maybe so, because <laughs> I want to see Tony. Again. I want the wings. <laughs> An honest and deep conversation with a good friend is sometimes the exact nourishment you need to regain clarity, get back up, face the world and resume your mission with a new and focused energy.
2: The truth.
0: And whenever I read that today, I was thinking, this is our podcast. I hope that we have conversations with people and each other that make us feel like we regain clarity and focus and can move forward in the world with like great energy. So
1: that's why I'm excited to be talking to you today. For sure. <laughs> Someone was just telling us the other day, you know, to make your podcast successful, you just have to like find your niche. And I was thinking, oh, crap, what's our niche? And I honestly think that that's it. Like, I know it sounds broad, but like having meaningful conversation, kind of how you said in our last in part one, um, like the fattiness, that you're a fats person, like having fatty conversations with good people to go out into the world and like be good people in the world.
2: I think, uh, f- I think it's hard to do the. I think it's hard to do the follow through, you know. And yeah. if you're like looking for a thing, uh, especially for the podcast to like be the string, you know what I mean? Because not everybody circles back to, you know, what the point of it was. You know, you can okay. kind of like wander through a conversation aimlessly, but I think that's like um, meaningful conversation is being able to like tie all those things together to make sense of stuff, you know.
0: Totally agree. And w- did you want to say something?
1: I was going to ask um, if you have a dear friend that you consider, like, your partner in this.
0: Who, like, re-energizes you when you do talk. No. <laughs> I don't think I do. It's us. No, I'm, I'm Haley. Guys. I'm Amanda. And, and we're, we're your and new dear friends.
2: <laughs> 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 I you to say <laughs> Yeah, Do you guys get offended us. when you don't say the same thing as each other? No, I love it. Like if you don't, if you don't, you know, sync up on things, are you like?
1: <gasps> well, ninety nine percent of the time we're in sync, and, and, and actually, and actually, one percent of the time we're Backstreet Boys. <laughs>
2: make you like question though you like your own like
1: uh no it makes me feel like I'm a real person yeah, yeah. it's like a twin syndrome you want to find your
0: own identity twins
2: are so weird y'all I'm I was afraid of them to um, today about how weird it is to like be a twin you're like one person in two separate bodies which is I think why I find y'all's friendship so amazing and wonderful
1: <laughs> it's how I, <laughs> Cause, I feel like, how does
2: that feel how does that feel to like be so connected to another human being like that you know yeah I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever had that, like that type of friendship. That's
0: probably healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think that, w- I mean, obviously. I well think it's a
2: defense a defense mechanism on my
0: part. Well, mm-hmm. but I also think it's because of how young we were when we met. Young Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I just think that we were out 14 and so we were really, really oh, open. Oh, young, yeah. And then I somehow, and this is the miracle, I think, of our friendship, we changed together. Yeah. Which I think mostly people you met when you were 14, you were very different from now. A lot of people that I am f- know. Do you are. think that it,
2: that doing that and being so close to somebody and having a friendship like that has helped you um, be like more graceful? Because I feel like growing up with somebody and seeing somebody change... And, like, being with that person through all of those things, I feel like, would make me, like, much softer of a person. You can Mm -hmm. become, like, that soft of a person, but I feel like that's the way that we're supposed to, like, spend life, you know? You
0: Okay, I I think, well, I think having you and having someone that, because she's someone who I can talk to about anything, you know, and so if I'm frustrated about something or if I'm excited about something, she's that person. Mm. And so, yeah, I think having that, it makes you not be looking for it in other places or not. It's not, um, being expressed in other places or the lack of, so you, yeah, I think it makes you softer.
1: And also we have, we have an episode about, um, friendship that, is all like it's from this book consolations by David white, but he talks about how if you're really a good friend, you look at them and you can hold like all of their negativity, all of their flaws and all of their goodness. And you can see the best in them and call it forward. And so um, I think that that is kind of one of the magical things of it is that we know, everything and even like all the negativity and hard shit that's out in the world and I would so that's why I'm like I don't know if soft is the word but it like graceful is more because you look out you look at each other and you call that graciousness out in each other and then you like proceed into the world as like okay well if she sees it in me then I can be that out in the world
0: yeah And look, the tables have turned. It's now uh, Olivia (laughs) interviewing us. Absolutely not. We will not be tricked. Well, I
2: don't think I've ever had, like... (laughs) I don't think I've ever been able to take my wall down enough Hmm. with somebody to get there. And I was listening to somebody talk this week about, like, how, um, like, lonely modern life is. And Mm -hmm. that's especially through um, the pandemic that the kind of, like... um, Like the doom scroll is almost necessary because we spent so much of our evolution traveling in packs and seeing other people's faces as like a feeling of safety Mm. and to not Mm. kind of villainize spending time online because it makes you feel safe because you see people's faces because you can kind of connect in that way yeah and again modern life is just so so lonely that it's our way to that we've like naturally wanted to kind of connect so it's an interesting kind of space that we're in I feel like yeah, because we want to be around people but we are really protected and especially for our age group that's grown up through so much trauma you know like going through Y2K and mm-hmm, yeah. nine eleven, you know what I mean like there's always been some big thing and then especially now like to spend young motherhood through a pandemic and trying to like protect your family is like it's a cherry you know and now there's the ocean on fire and
0: yeah it's a lot it's a lot that i it's a lot that i think our generation has dealt with like the trauma of big events in history that we hold and i just i think that social media has its positives and its negatives like you're saying like it can help us feel connected but it can also make us feel very lonely oh yeah and i think we like what we have said is we feel like now more than ever, people are wanting to connect mm. in a more, not like go out to a bar where there's a bunch of people, which I- there's a time and place for that, but like more one-on-one or yeah. more, you know, intentional conversations. And I think, but I, but I don't know if if people feel that way. I feel like people we know feel that way.
1: Mm. I think that what kind of what you're saying, like people feel that way, but then because we're not, it's not as commonplace to go there with people. Mm. There's like a, for lack of a better term, like a learning curve. So, you know, the first time you would meet up face to face with someone and really try to connect with them, uh, it may be like kind of awkward at first, you know, and you're probably going to feel like uncomfortable and like, Oh, here's that wall I've (laughs) been building for years. (laughs) I didn't even know that was there. Um, But I think it's really important that we start entering that learning curve. For sure. Yeah. And I think that actually the pandemic is something that could have pushed us to kind of wake up to it. Mm. Because stripping all connection almost was like, oh, dear God. Now I know I'm a social being that loves relationship and connection with others. And why am I on this planet if I don't have it? Yeah. And so reconnecting with people in a like seeing someone on social media right now is like oh well you know I'm doing that for a year and a half like I know how that goes like I want to see someone's face yeah and talk to them and see what happens in this moment
2: yeah do do we remember how to do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: a learning curve for that too re-entering but so one of the one of these words that we um David White wrote about in this book, Consolations, that we've been very intrigued by, and we think it kind of perfectly suits you <laughs> and what you're about, is the word rest. Rest. Now, you might think this is like, what? Uh, <laughs> ironic because you're like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> I'm mom. T-
2: I'm, busy. I'm, I'm all those things.
0: You're a mom of two young people, yeah. and you're a wife, and you run a business through a pandemic. And you had your closet full of mold. That's legit. (laughs) So, but this is why we want to share it. Because his definition of the word rest, I want you to listen to it. Because we just feel like it screams Olivia.
1: I want it. And then we want to talk about it. Yeah. Go
0: ahead.
1: Well, there's a lot of things that I want to read. But
0: read the definition that he gives of rest.
1: Rest is the conversation between what we love to do. And how we love to be.
0: Crap. Can you do that again? And and read the part where it says it's not idle. So say that part again.
1: Rest is the conversation between what we love to do and how we love to be. Mm. Um, And then there's a part that talks about that it is literally and figuratively falling back from outer targets and shifting the goal not to an inner static bullseye not an imagined state of perfect stillness
0: not like napping not not I'm resting
1: I'm still in a sleep yeah, but an inner state of natural exchange I'm going to go on to rest I'm sorry I'm going to back up it's so good Listeners, get David White's consolations. When we give and take in an easy foundational way, we are closest to the authentic self and closest to that authentic self when we are most rested. Listen, to rest Mm -hmm. is not self-indulgent. To rest is to prepare to give the best of ourselves.
0: I feel better just hearing that. But that, that rest is not like we think of mostly like self care, but it's really when we are fully aligned with the things that make us feel alive Yeah, and we're, because that gives us an energy. (laughs) It's like a fuel, right? That keeps us going. And we feel like you do that.
2: That I do this. Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: Do you see, I want to hear what you think about that though.
2: Um, I mean being able to identify something like that my life is so scattered right now so I don't really find a lot of rest in a lot of different things so it's interesting that I can provide that without being it because I'm about I'm way past burnout at this point um, and I'm looking for rest and it's it's interesting to hear that because it sounds rest like I'm at ease just hearing that and just being able to like again like identify what that really is because I can sleep, I can kind of, like, take my brain off, you know, like, sometimes it's with my kids, sometimes it's not, you know, it's, like, more restful to sometimes be at work or to be with them, and I can never really turn off, and it's hard. I feel like um, modern motherhood is so interesting, because you kind of have to be everything. I don't, I feel like it's not, Um, you can do everything like that sucks. Like yeah, I don't think that you should we weren't do meant do everything. You know what I mean? You can do it all. Like um so I, I'm searching, I'm currently searching for that rest. And it's hard to identify how to do that because the person that I was a year ago is completely different than the person I am now and being able to know what feeds me or how I can replenish that is incredibly different and then also of who I was even like pre-motherhood and then you never really have have time to really catch up to that and to self-reflect you know so that's I find that very powerful.
0: Well yeah because even like we're at your home right now and your ambiance of setting everything up but even just your how your home is decorated or whatever like it's a very perfect reflection of you. And I feel like even these things that are, that you're doing, they are, I I feel like it's what he's saying, like it, even though it's not physical rest, Mm. it's like you recharge yourself because you're constantly surrounding like your your identity
1: is in the reflection of your life mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah it's kind of wild because we actually just spoke about we read a part of this during our we were talking about um home yeah home biata, biata human. yes and we were talking about that your home should be a reflection of you or your home will not be a, a place of rest yeah and and it, and it's this part that says um, we're rested when we're a living exchange between what lies inside of us and what lies outside. Mm-hmm. When we're an intriguing conversation between the potential that lies in our imagination and the possibility for making that internal image real in, in, that the, world. in the world. And, and you yeah. do
0: that with found. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And so I think the fact that you're like, oh, it's so weird that you think I'm rested. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's but because
2: definition, yeah, to like rest in that and in, in being, and then again, like to know and be known, kind of like what we were touching on. Yes,
0: before. yeah. So do you? Because I I know that your job is obviously it's a lot of work. You're mm. you're like making this machine go. Yeah. You know what? Oh, you, Snatched you. hit me. Oh, um, <laughs> but whenever you are doing those things, whenever you are putting yourself into, to your work, do you feel like that reflection of you in the world is recharging in some way?
2: When I can get there, you know, like I, so much of, I mean, so much of anyone's work, but so much of hospitality is just putting out fires too, you know? Like, mm. I'll have the AC go down or, you know, coolers go out or people yeah. not show up for work. You know what I mean? Like, it, just getting to the creative part of my job and my life, I feel like is more work than it is to actually be authentic in my real work, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I'm still in, I'm very, I'm still young in my career too, so um, I'm still trying to figure out um, how to make all those things work. So when I can get to just doing the job that I set out to do for myself, then then absolutely, you know, and then I feel mm-hmm. like I can kind of like um, thrive and uh, um, have that sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the mm-hmm. satisfaction. Yeah. Um, fulfillment. I mean, fulfillment, yeah, of, of, of what I really like, initially set out to do. And a gap that I really saw a lot of places not not fit into, you know. And that's where, when I can do what I when I need to do, and I can get there. Then, but I'm also s- we're also still working out of a pandemic. We're also still working out of a labor crisis. We're still, yeah, yeah. you know, we're working through a lot of different things. So, just to exist, I feel like is incredibly hard right now.
1: There's not to like belabor David White. He's our favorite poet, <coughs> but. There was, we discovered this poem of his called Santiago, which is about the Camino de Santiago in the north of Spain. And he is talking, he kind of parallels it to like our journey and like Mm -hmm. our, uh, all of our kind of callings, our individual callings. And there's this part where he talks about that the end of the road like we th- we kind of glorify this end of the road, like we're gonna arrive to this beautiful thing, and all of this mm. praise will happen or whatever. But he talks about how beautiful the journey is. And then he even backs up further to say that, and it's one of our favorite lines of any poem of his that says that you are more marvelous in your simple wish to find <laughs> whoa, to mm. find a way, yeah, than the destination that you could ever come to. And I think that sometimes when we, when we're in those moments where you're like, yeah, but like, you know, my calling's hospitality and mm-hmm. like I'm creative and like I'm good at this and this was my promise, you yeah. know. And I think it's those moments where you realize that it was already way back way back then when you knew that, when that little seed was planted, maybe when you walked into that bar yeah. in Ohio that you have. We have to kind of come back to that yeah. when it's yeah. tough, you know. Oh yeah, when we, sure. don't, when we don't. When we don't.
0: Most marvelous, just with the simple wish of doing the dream. Yeah. Going on the journey, because the journey is hard.
2: Oh yeah,
0: incredibly. And the the road is winding and it appears and disappears and it's confusing.
2: I am. Um, uh, one of my greatest life lessons was a few months probably after. I had, um, I went through uh, birth with Towns and my whole pregnancy, I was like, okay, I just got to get to here. Right. <laughs> and then like, things will go back to normal. Like I've just got to like have the baby and then we'll, you know, we'll, I'll, we'll figure this out and you know, we'll, especially like with work and stuff because we, I was still working and doing a lot of really physical work, like through pregnancy and then like postpartum and I never really gave myself a lot of rest. Um, but, uh, I like thought that was like, I pictured it as like a finish line mm. and then I got there and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like it is not like that at all. And now I just call it riding the waves because that's yeah. all it is. You know, they're, are hurdles mm-hmm. and right. there's yeah. no like finish line to, oh, I just have to get to this. I just have to get through this, you know, like this yeah. one thing and then it would be like this end and then this new beginning after that. And it was Not like that at all. And then I started becoming a lot more soft with my process of going through those things because it is so self-reflective, you know? And I couldn't be that hard on myself um, through those things. But I I really stopped being like, stopped setting these goals, you know what I mean? Of like these finish line sort of moments. And then really started focusing on like just you know these laps almost of like just having the best lap that I could you know (laughs) almost of like I've just got to like you know do and execute as best as I can on this one round of Mm -hmm. whatever you know I've got to have the best pregnancy that I could I have got to good get through like the the postpartum uh, process in the best way that I can just get through opening you know or you know this service or this one thing and just focusing on that um And focusing on those little things has helped me, I think, be less hard on myself when, you know, things are hard,
0: you know. Well, and I think that's great advice, especially for we're both small business owners in the sense that she's an artist and that's how she makes her living. And I own my floral company. And I think that that's like the best advice that stop looking at it as a goal to hit and like a wave to ride. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful image. I mean, I've never thought of it like that because we are such goal. I'm a goal oriented yep. person, but it never is the. F- there is no ultimate goal.
2: No. You you're never crossing the finish line. <laughs> there is no finish line to cross. But do that's you know a, that's like the joke for a little it bit? It is a like total.
1: Yeah, we have an episode about minding. taking taking the word success out of your vocabulary yeah. because it failure. doesn't exist. Yeah, no. yeah,
0: you can't come to a. But,
1: do you like notice inside of you the the shift in how you feel when you think about reaching a finish line versus riding a wave? like I feel a sh- a shift towards restfulness yeah on the on the wave. Like I can
2: only do as much as I can do, you know what I mean yeah. like I push differently than I did before. I'm less hard on myself, but yeah I, I definitely noticed the shift,
1: yeah. Is there what what do you is there anything that you do like when we were reading about rest being you being the best version of yourself to give out into the world is there anything that you do to like take care of you or ground yourself or come like back to that simple promise or anything like that so that you feel like you're proceeding out into the world giving that gift, like, more generously or more authentically.
0: Because you are doing it. So there, I'm curious how you're doing it. I definitely don't linger as long on things as I used to.
2: Mm. Uh, That's really good advice. I will not linger as – not nearly – that would be something I would like – I would lament over things um, or I would sit with uh, with a problem until I could finish it. And then I kind of came to the conclusion that sometimes I don't have the capability <laughs> nor, nor um, do I want to have the – it's not – Yeah, I often say it's like, it's not my pay grade, you know, like it's not my, (laughs) it's like somebody else's problem. I don't have to fix all of them, you know, Mm -hmm. and some things just exist and they're not, it's not my job to control. You know, I can deal with things as they come um, and then the rest of it, you know, just kind of let go. And then when I noticed that I started to let go of those things as much, they just kind of like, I was making more problems than for myself than I um, then we're actually really even there. There was these things that I was kind of like fabricating to in being issues that weren't, you know, um, and I would just kind of like move on to the to the next thing. I often will be like, I'm not looking to have no problems. I'm just looking to have better problems. Omg, you know? like I don't. I know that there's never going to be no problems. Right. I just want to have better problems than I had yesterday or last mm-hmm. week or the year before. You know, mm-hmm. in my relationships in my friendships in work, you know, it's, it's something I always try to teach new managers too, of like, you all things are going to go down. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like somebody's going to complain, you know, and it's, a uh, you know, your air conditioner will go off in the middle of service, you know, yeah. uh, in the middle of summer, you know, you'll lose all your product. Like, man, like things are going to happen, but, um, you, you have to learn through that process and then gain, you gain better problems out of that, out of that you know issue. So that's great advice do you know that
1: none of the things you said just now was like get a massage <laughs> take a nap <laughs> in Sometimes the middle I of the I day tell anybody where i'm going <laughs> and
2: ryan will be like uh so just tell me what you're doing and i'm like bye yeah. <laughs> like, she like, teddy I, roosevelt I she disappears <laughs> like, ignore and he knows that i'm doing it too but, like, I will ignore that he even said anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to like, disappear. Like,
2: why? Why do you have to know where I'm at? Like, can you? Can I just, like, turn off for a second? Can I just, like, turn the, the music all the way up? We do it almost every time that we, ha- we get, like, a babysitter. He'll, like, try to talk to me about something in the car and i will just keep Brrr. on turning up the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <wanna> hear it. <laughs> and it's always, like, you know, like a you know, turnt radio or like Drake or something like that, you know, and I'm just like turning all the way up and he's turn. still trying to talk. <laughs> I'm like, Turned down for what? You done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I like not, I like not um, telling anybody where I'm going. Yeah. I'll often do that. Not often, but when I do. But where do like you go? Try. I'll just drive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll go like see somebody have like have a lunch or something, you know, I don't, I really miss, I really miss going out to eat I really miss service I really miss
0: like you experiencing yeah, it. yeah
2: being able to like notice things and it's hard it's it's hard for me to come to the actualization of what I'm doing I'm like okay we have a restaurant we have this catering business we do this we have these many followers you know like these people actually listen when we say something it's so weird Um, (laughs) it is so, it's still so bizarre to me, but I, sometimes I feel like I don't operate. Um, I don't operate in a standard of those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I have to like remind myself of the things that other people see when they come into my building, like the way that I see things that happen in other people's buildings you know it's a little bit of complacency you know I yeah. I there's definite times where I know that and I will acknowledge it very quickly um when I kind of start to pick up on it Of like man I know that so many I know that a well-seasoned person will come in here and know that I'm burnt out mm. yeah and know that I am missing these steps of service and knowing that I like you know, didn't up, I didn't update the menu or whatever, you know, I'm like tired. Um, but knowing I have to hit these standards and these marks because then it's also, and then also holding our staff accountable to doing it too, you know, but not taking everything on to kind of myself and then kind of re relearning how to like delegate those yeah. things out because it's you, it's your, you know, it's like your, um, how how do you manage somebody else painting your painting for you, you know? Like, you well, know, or... And it's doing funny... And managing those things.
0: But, like, what you just said, it goes into everything else. Like, uh, we were just talking... Because we were helping a friend paint this set for a play this week. And she was like, take a picture. Like, let's stamp back, back and take a picture. And she said, because how good it looks in the picture, because you can't mm-hmm. kind of see all the details. Yeah. She said, that's how people who aren't artists see it yeah and then like whenever we sing Mm -hmm. uh, if I hear like some kind of weird flat or sharp thing people who are not professional musicians who don't have perfect pitch they don't hear these things but you are aware of the professionals in whatever field you're doing that you're like Mm -hmm. you're aware that they would know if you were burnout or not doing it to the highest standard
1: I'm sorry I've got to read this last quote it's just burning it Because it's exactly what you guys are saying. It says, rested, we are ready for the world, but not held hostage by it. Mm. Rested, we care again for the right things and the right people in the right way. In rest, we reestablish the goals that make us more generous, more courageous, more of an invitation. Someone we want to remember and someone others want to remember, too. Mm. And I just think that it's, it's like you, you saying that, you know, you're kind of worried about people coming in and ke- maybe catching you not at the top of your game or something, you know. Or setting these standards that are, they are really important. But, like, also you're riding a wave. And you're a human, yeah, a- you know, and like the truth is that people humans connect with humans Yeah, and like we're all tired. And so the truth of it is usually when we see somebody else like being real and probably struggling, it's like a connection point, you know, and like we just need to adjust the goals that we've set for ourselves to be more wave like. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we um, it's. I try to communicate with the staff all the time that we are humans operating in a human business, operating with <laughs> other humans who encounter human error, and what, you know we're not always going to get everything right. Like Mm-mm. that's it's, it's. Nor should it's, you. It's kind of it's it's really hard to. own a business that has a high standard for all of these values because people expect it all the time and I think that they're a little bit harder with us than they they maybe are with um like a regular schmegular type thing (laughs) people are expecting so much when they come to us um and to be able to execute on it every time but you know when we do we have this great opportunity to make things right you know and to like be an example of like how to make a not-so-great situation great, you know, mm-hmm. and to make it up to people, which I feel like is the re- the true, like, heart of, like, hospitality, you know, of being able to, like, identify, like, a bad situation and then try to make it better. I, and was I, gonna, I live for those things.
1: I was about to say, I was going to ask you earlier, because, like, if you were going to say, like, what your why is, I mean, because you kind of told us it was, like, to be known. To be known. Oh, um but, like, there's something about that hospitality that, like, flipped a light switch on for you. And I was just going to ask you to reiterate or even say again, like, what is it about hospitality
0: that lights you up?
2: Mm. I think it is connecting um, connecting with people on those things. Like, the most, the most memorable um, services or the most memorable, like, customers to me were the ones that were really, like, going through it you know and they either community they had a bad um you know interaction with us because they came in kind of on a bad wave you know and we said it right um or you know they were kind of going through something they came to us looking to kind of you know celebrate something in some certain way through COVID we did a lot of like COVID funerals and things like that you know like you know we kind of like took on we take on a lot of emotional um which is I think the the part of the labor shortage now and and some of it's like unemployment or whatever but like a lot of it is uh, those of us you know in the service of hospitality like the day-to-day service it takes so much of an emotional brunt of you know where people are at like good and bad and Mm -hmm. the the good is like a really great high and that's that's wonderful and then the bad is it's hard to wall it. And I like I'm a career wall person, and so maybe that's why <laughs> I haven't you had like a lot of those, close, uh, those those close relationships. Yeah, because I it's you have to kind of like compartmentalize everything, yeah. you know, yeah. and you have to go into a deep dive of okay, what's this what's this person going through, you know, mm-hmm. like what's the what's the backstory? Like the, you have to go through, you know, this laundry list of the reasons why this person's upset with you. Um, mm-hmm. and 90% of the time it really has nothing to, to do with, with you at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I have mean, seen it, we've seen it. Um, you know, Ryan worked for the Ritz for a long time and that's his like, you know, it, I, f- I make the joke that it was kind of his career to be yelled at for a little bit and he's really good at it. Uh, he's really good at kind of like listening to somebody and letting somebody like exhaust themselves out yes. into why they're upset. And then they'll, he'll get the real story, you know what I mean? And then he has the opportunity to make it better. But he, you know, has become such a good listener through that. I am not. I take everything very personally. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to. I, I am a good listener. But um, I just it being my business, I uh, I will take it. It's like my self-worth. You know, if somebody's right. upset with me about the product, it's like my self-worth that's on the line. For that so I kind of always divert to Ryan a little bit about it, taking the that situation and trying to make it better because I can't separate it yeah right now anyway yeah. you know I'm starting to be better um, at it as I get as I get more into the processes of things but um, I think that uh, that's what has brought me to loving this business so much because you get to see the humanness um, of people so much so quickly. And then it's just kind of like a passing thing, you know, you're like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) And then you go on to the next thing, you know? Yeah.
0: I think, um, why I have been good at hospitality in the past was my dad's a pastor. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the good skills I got from being a pastor's kid was you are constantly exactly what service people do. Mm -hmm. You are not there to put anything on anyone else but you're there to make them feel welcomed yeah. and oh, you're what a showman yeah you're a showman yeah. and it's really and I understand that it can be hard to switch gears from that mm-hmm. because art we had like a really close family unit and then you, you know, like where we could be our 100% selves, but at the church we were not fake, but just it was about everyone else yeah. because my dad's work was our lives. Yeah. But maybe we all need to hear of this part, even people listening is, and then we can talk about it too because I think it's an interesting thought, is that um, that rest is also the sense of slowly coming home the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. Mm -hmm. That that rest is also the sense of slowly coming home, the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. Itself, and it's kind of like what we we're saying about that most marvelous. We're our most marvelous at the even the idea we were having at the beginning of the journey. That if you know we if we can remember mm-hmm. that destination that we were always and and I know it's not a destination, but that idea, that marvelous idea you know that's a part of rest but also just slowly coming into our bodies and maybe not being so hard on ourselves kind of like what you were saying where you don't keep everything so tight yeah. cuz i think that's really hard not to take everything personally when it's y- you're putting your entire self in it you know
2: i think that i think the more that we understand how connected we are you know like that w- it, that nothing is inherently you or someone else. And that's like the part of like humanity that we're all like trying to like understand in each other. Um, and like your, you know, the connection that you guys have, like understanding humanness, understanding, you know, the, your similarities and rather your differences, um, that you start to like really understand that, you know, and not be, and not be so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, on yourself and internalizing those, those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. There's, um, there's this episode with Brene Brown. We love her. Um, with Dr. Susan David and she studies emotions Mm -hmm. and it's like super insightful because she talks about how emotions, we usually talk about them as like, I am Mm -hmm. sad And so it's like your whole self, my identity now is I'm a sad Mm -hmm. thing. Um, But that she talks about how emotions are like data, not directives. Mm. And so she even uses this really beautiful metaphor where she talks about like an emotion is a cloud. And we need to realize that like we are the sky. Yeah. And so actually our emotions, when something comes up in us emotionally We need to say, I feel or I notice that I am, because it's actually trying to tell us something about our values and what's important to us. So, like, if you're like, man, I feel really drained in this manner, okay, well, I notice I feel really drained in this manner. So maybe I'm lacking or needing. Or what's even better, I'm noticing that this thing is really important to me.
2: It's like your cravings. Yeah. It was like if you're craving like chocolate, you need like magnesium or whatever, you know what I mean? Like your emotional cravings. Emotional cravings. Your emotional cravings. I was reading this week that um, if like uh, the importance of anger and like anger is like so strongly associated to your boundaries, and if you don't have mm. enough anger, you don't have enough boundaries. And I was like, I have so I have much so anger, many like boundaries. I have so many boundaries. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love that though. I love the idea of like emotional cravings like that because I, yeah. that's what I like. I think I need the most. Out of relationships, and I have like emotional cravings for those things, you know. Yeah, like I need to connect in like a, a like a certain way, you know. Totally.
1: Any other insights on being a, a mother, a wife, an entrepreneur? I
2: have tons of insights. <laughs> Please, yeah. Uh, this is I the
1: insight scoop, everybody.
2: The insight scoop. I don't know. I'm in a I'm in a weird. Um, stage right now just because the, the boys are five and three and we're like in the heart of like the toddler boundary things yeah. and so it's like incredibly I think triggering for I, I know for me personally but I think for both of us of like how so when when you I when you have a kid you It's you outside of your body, right? And Mm. you start to see all of these things that you kind of pass on, like, good and bad, and um, all identify, like, different things that, that Towns does of, like, maybe impatience or... Um, shame or, like, all of these different things. And it's it's very triggering for me to, like, yeah. know how to deal with it because they're there issues that I have too. So it's almost <laughs> like you're parenting yourself yeah. outside of your body in this That's way. Crazy. And it's yeah. so weird. It's so weird. And I'm just getting to, like, the real, like, the emotional heavy part of it and especially with Eli because he's so hard to – Um, Parent, because he's so strong willed, and I'm so strong willed, and Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not like really understanding on uh, of how to like really communicate with him yet. And I have to communicate. I don't have the option not to communicate with him. We have to like, you know, get past um, these communication issues, and then, you know, fix why why we're not, you know, kind of syncing up. Um, But it's incredibly hard right now because Eli spent you know, two thirds of his life in quarantine and uh, we've kept life as normal as we can, but we've also, you know, we're working a lot too. And it's always a balance of, um, whether I'm doing things right, whether I'm spending enough time here or there, or, um, you know, I kind of created the business so I could be with them as much as I could still trying to do something that was satisfying to me too. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to notice all of my other Um, you know friends in in motherhood doing the same thing and feeling the same way and feeling the same frustration regardless of if if they're stay at home moms or if they're working moms or if they're separated moms or you know like whatever type of like kind of mom um, that they are I feel like it's just kind of an an encounter um, that like women my age are kind of coming to of like it's a new identity that we're we're kind of having to like kind of fill um, and finding out who we are through the process. So, um, again, just trying to be soft. I think of like you know riding this wave out, doing the mm-hmm. best that we can through through the process, and then you know trying not to create long term trauma <laughs> for your for your kids. I'm a good mom.
0: No, well, but I'm oh, a great I'm mom. Well But you <laughs> are. But what? But you know why you are? I think to me is that were you about to say the same thing is that i think i think like even though you're ha- experiencing difficulties which all parents would it's yeah. very beautiful that you are open and aware of these things because i think some parents it's so frustrating and you see these you, this reflection of you and it's like you get angry at it and you shut it down and 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 it's kind of you're that awareness you you're not strong enough to go there with it's it hard, bro. yeah i well i, I think it's hard <laughs> It's really hard, and a lot of people don't do it. And
2: then with two, it's like I started thinking this week, like, oh man, like I was such a wild par- parent to Towns versus Eli. Like, I um, I would make Towns like this, like I would make him like sushi for lunch, like hand make him sushi for <laughs> lunch, or like risotto. Like, we're, we we are we we are still pretty heavy on it, but oh wow, we especially in the beginning we would eat we still for the most part we would eat three meals a day together like we would it was very important for us to breakfast lunch and dinner wherever we were at we would like meet up and then you know come home it's you know life is a little different now but um you know I we were so I was so heavy on like this you know part of Putting this time into this thing, and now I just think it's funny. Cause it what was I thinking? Overboard, <laughs> yeah. overboard on making, making my kid avocado Dan's sushi is like, for Mom, lunch. Mom, where's my sushi? Where's my She's my like, sushi?
1: grab a yogurt. You're fine.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Oh. Yeah, but now you know. Now we're, you know, just trying to. The kids are great. We're holding it all together. Um, but I, I started thinking about it and I was like, town, Eli, I towns every morning, you know, he would get up and have like, you know, solo play and have alone time. And we were so mindful of schedule and we we're still really heavy, heavy on schedule too. But I was like, man, Eli is never alone. Like he's, n- he never plays alone. Um, he's, he always has either like friends around or his brother or whatever, um and Eli is so strong-willed. Like he's probably really angry because he just wants to be alone. <laughs> I just so want to be alone times too.
1: Like, like I'll mom, s- anger means myself. no boundaries. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I sometimes I'll just lock myself in the bathroom. Um, but, but yeah, I bet he feels like that. And then I started thinking about. It. I was like, oh man, like. I probably just need to like put him alone in a room and let him play by himself. That's probably all he wants. Like, Eli's going to be the you know? kid that's
1: like, I'm leaving. And you're like, tell me where you're going. And he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he totally will. Cause that's what I did as a kid too. You're that's like, a lie. Oh God, that's I was, me. I, I told my parents where I was going for the most part. And I was very honest about it, but I was honest about it. Like I was, I never really like lied to my parents about what I was doing.
0: So If that makes you want to take a nap, you didn't listen. No,
1: rest isn't napping. It's not staying static. No. It's It's about about having having a a natural exchange exchange and being your authentic
0: self. Which takes work. Something we're realizing is, you know, if you want to live life right, it takes work. Yeah. And by right, we mean best way
1: Mm
0: -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm.
1: You got to know yourself which means you got to do the work to figure out yourself. And do you know what else we're learning? The best way to do that work is with a really good friend.
0: Did you not love the quote I was going to say we
1: we introduced our brand new Young Pueblo, uh, Young Pueblo poem that. quote that we're going to start starting all of our I just can I say it again? I would love for you to cuz this is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like whenever we finished the conversation with Olivia, I read it again to us at her house, like this just happened. But it says, an honest and deep conversation with a good friend is sometimes the exact nourishment you need to regain clarity, get back up, face the world, and resume your mission with a new and focused energy. energy!" Because your old energy, he's not good enough. You got to kick him out, bring in the The new new, guy. The new
1: energy. The new energy. Because... Energy G means um, inner guru. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, we hoped you loved that episode. Remember
1: to follow Olivia um, at Fount Board and Table and also to just be encouraged that you can you can also really take care of yourself and your friends and you can create these beautiful gatherings and memories, just like how we go goo gaga over Olivia. She's an inspiration that we can all do too in our own authentic way. Yep. So live pretty out there, which Alivium. means dim the lights,
0: light, light some, some sage, sage, have some and wine <laughs> and go to rest. sleep. No, <laughs> kidding y'all look pretty until next time we're really excited about next week's episode so tune in thanks olivia